Hi, welcome to the Herbert Podcast. This is episode 10. I'm Saravanan. Hi, I'm Amin. Uh, together, we we run this weekly podcast where we talk about the newest and greatest news in social media, tips and tricks and uh, marketing hacks along the way. So uh, if you're interested, please, if this is the first time you're listening to it and you have not subscribed to the show, uh, we'll be really grateful if you would subscribe to the show. Uh, we, are, we are available on Apple uh, Podcasts and we're also available on Google Podcasts and as well Spotify. Please, please do give your support to us. Um, it means a lot to us. Right, so we move on to today's uh, topics. We have three things that we want to cover. The first thing is uh, an omni-channel marketing system and why you you need to pay marketing everywhere uh, in terms of social media. Uh, the other thing we want to talk about is uh, Reels. Reels is finally in Malaysia. So we are planning to cover a bit of tutorials on Reels for Malaysians um, in, in the coming weeks on our Instagram and maybe even on our YouTube channel. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and then the last thing we want to talk about is about Facebook's plan to bring back the old chronological feed. Uh, pretty interesting thing there, quite significant for them to go back a bit. Um, so let's uh, dive in to hear our thoughts on this matter. Hey Amin, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I, I kind of miss doing podcasts. Uh, we used to do it every Thursday or something. Uh, then yeah, we changed our focus it's, uh, I, I felt like, you know, the rhythm was a bit lost. It's okay. Um, we actually like... Uh, better off doing that because now we managed to solidify our content ideas even more and stuff. I think it's it's been a bit reflective week for the last two three weeks, trying to re-strategize ourselves as an agency to what uh, the direction that we want to go. It's basically we went through a uh, workshop internally to try to figure out uh, what is the way forward on our content strategy for ourselves and uh, we, we pretty much kind of agreed on the direction that we are going now. For those who have been with us for quite some time, you probably noticed some changes in the tone or even in design and the visual language. Everything has changed over the last two weeks for us. So you could see that definitely on the recent Instagram post. That's the kind of general trend that we are going towards and uh, we hope to do more content that is valuable rather than just fluff. Yes. If you feel like we our content was like that before, Nah, it's over. Not anymore. Alright, so without wasting time, let's just dive into the topic, Ami. Uh, let's talk about the omni-channel marketing system first. What we mean by this is advertising everywhere. And when we mean advertising everywhere, uh, in terms of social media, uh, basically, we want you to embrace social media. I know it's been frustrating because the, the reach like on Instagram is like dropping and everywhere generally on Facebook, of course. Uh, but here's the thing, 3% engagement or 4% or 5% engagement per day. And if you do that consistently on a daily basis, uh, you're going to be much better off without posting at all, right? So hear me out again. You're going to post every single day and you're reaching only to 3%, but that's going to accumulate over the time and you're going to get little by little followers. That's okay. Don't rush on getting, you know, 10,000 followers immediately. This doesn't make sense uh, to rush for 10,000 immediately. And uh, if that is your goal, then you're not going to create good content. You're just going to rush out just, you know, the sake of creating content as well. So pace yourself. And if you can do it on a daily basis, but if you really can't, at least get out there three times a week. And that content should be good enough for your visibility uh, in, the, in the free channel. And those of you who have some budgets, try to, you know, use some budgets to 
boost some of your posts to get extra engagements and try to get out there as much as possible. Uh, it's really, really competitive. Uh, it's getting more and more crowded. So you're competing with a lot of other people. So you need to put your best effort in it in order to get the best organic reach you can. And for those with a budget, again, I say retreat. Uh, try to spend a little bit here and there. Try to boost up your post and you get more reach. Don't miss that opportunity as well because it's pretty, pretty cheap at the moment uh, before uh, we see uh, the cost rising and stuff like that. So that's one thing that I want to highlight. Second thing is being everywhere uh, and that 3% model. So you may have some following on LinkedIn. You may have some following on Instagram or you may have some following on Facebook. But it's important for you to be everywhere because... Some of the followers on LinkedIn may not be following you on, on Instagram, for example. So you want to try to capture as much audience as you can. So by being in all these new platforms, even like Clubhouse, you know, just try to be there, um, participating in, in, in a couple of shows if you can. And uh, if you can create your own, it's great. If you have the time, do it. Uh, or else just try to be everywhere. And uh, some some people will be like, oh, you can't be everywhere. you got to focus on one platform. But... I don't believe in that. I believe that you need to be everywhere because you do not know where your audiences live uh, predominantly. Everybody's everywhere. So your best bet on free marketing, try to be everywhere. What do you think about this, Ami? Yeah. Um, actually, if you guys want to look at a real case study on this, you uh, can look at Gary Vee. Okay. Before, before we look at him, just ask yourself this question. Uh, what will happen? Okay, you have all these followers on IG, for instance. What's going to happen if one day IG falls and it doesn't exist? Suddenly, you don't have a marketing channel anymore. You don't have people to reach out to. You're going to like be bust. You're going to be gone. So, yeah, like Saren said, if you have followers on like YouTube as well or LinkedIn, if you have people following you on multiple accounts, um, at least you have like a backup, you know? You you will still have like a voice to reach out, to reach people with. So, on that topic, uh, you look at Gary V. He knows the importance of this already. Every time there's a new social media platform that comes out, like uh, Clubhouse. When Clubhouse came out, um, Gary Vee already had millions of followers uh, there. Like just by... But, but that's because he's been doing this um, every time. So, yeah, just compare yourself with like someone like that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a great point. It's important that once you've built a following on one platform, try to get them on the other as well cross-promoting between platforms i think that's very important because you never know which platform is going to off the, the engagement switch so if you are in multiple platforms you kind of like better off i mean use much better luck right yeah. it's never bad to have multiple accounts and multiple platforms are you're not losing anything in fact you just uh, it's like an investment yes and i think some of us get overwhelmed thinking that you know we need to create content that is native for the platforms and whatnot yes it is true that if you create content that is native to the platform um, then it, it gets better reach right uh, but there are times that when you're just starting out you just you know repurpose your content re-edit them put them in different formats and uh, you still can get away with it so uh, it's just a matter of just you just start it and just keep going until you have the time and budget and team or whatever that allows you to create unique content for the platform. So that's just one thing that you need to be careful. Sometimes when you just repurpose content, uh, people may notice that and 
and when when they notice that it makes them feel like oh i just saw this somewhere else and you know stuff like that so be smart when you repurpose uh, for example we do this a lot uh, we record our podcast we have the full version on on youtube uh, we have it on podcast but we do also cut segments and uh, when we feel it's appropriate like if the topic is appropriate for the linkedin audience then we would cut the linkedin audience portion uh, specifically for linkedin in linkedin's format and post it on on linkedin but we won't post the whole episode or we won't link it out to uh, youtube we would post it natively on linkedin so that is one way to uh, look at how you can strategically repurpose your content and make them feel and look different at the same time yeah uh, it's not that hard tau i mean like uh, just don't do it in a way, way where people think you're on autopilot uh, when it comes to posting natively um, instead of thinking about the size maybe like, like what do people on that platform want to hear instead so from that one topic uh, maybe you can separate the more how-to parts of your topic on YouTube um, and then you can um, keep the summarizations and stuff on IG uh, that's a basic example lah. So, that's true and then you know you could even use them to like stories or something you know you can always use be creative there's, there's no limits there's, there's no wrong there's no right in this this whole thing uh, you, you can't be uh, you can't be beating on yourself and saying like oh no I'm only uh, recording I mean sorry I'm only creating for one platform I don't have the resources for the other so I'm not going to do it rather than you're not doing it you might as well for the start just repurpose it until you can get to the point where you can create original content for that platform so yeah, that's been our approach so far. Like, uh, yeah, we felt that we shouldn't be putting too much talking head segments on YouTube rather than just uh, uh, pure content that is designed for, for the YouTube audience. But then we were like, what the heck, you know, like, what if people uh, would just want to listen to the audio? Like, Amir likes to do this, right? And you know, they just want to listen to the audio sometime and then work on something else, but you're just listening to the audio. So that's kind of like a podcast listening, but but your preferred medium is YouTube. So if you if you, that could be an audience as well, right? especially in the marketing niche you want to listen or learn something new you don't need to watch like two people talking for 30 minutes or so uh, but you can just subconsciously listen it and do your work so i think that way that approach allows us to still build an audience on youtube uh, for that kind of market crowd and of course once we uh, we have the time and and the resources to do content to produce content for youtube definitely producing Original content for YouTube is a key. Yeah, like it's important to know um, what platform you're on, uh, what kind of audience is hanging around there. Because at the end of the day, although content is king, audience is king. I stole that from Saren, by the way, it's not my idea. <laughs> Credit it's probably <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's all about building audiences end of the day. Uh, and when I say also omni channel marketing, don't just focus on social media but you should also be building audiences on traditional digital marketing styles like even email marketing if you can move your audiences somehow uh, to an email list uh, uh, which is something that we also practice is because then you have that leverage of knowing your audiences directly right so if you like to release a new youtube video or you release some sort of case study or content that you want to reach out to your the audience immediately then your email list becomes super effective for sending traffic to that new content that you have created so there's a lot of ways 
that you need to find to capture your audiences. So email list is definitely one. I see some people creating telegram list out of it or messenger list out of it. Messenger list is something like uh, a newsletter, but you can send them, uh, you know, programmatic messages. Uh, it's not a chatbot. It's, it's, it's like a one-way messaging system. Uh, I think the tool that is used here is called ManyChat. I'm not sure, but that's the tool that I think we've used before. I'm not sure the name. So I think ManyChat is one of the applications that you can use to build a list on Facebook Messenger. So that's definitely the open rates are still quite high compared to email. I have not tested that personally, but this is a report coming back uh, that the open rates on Facebook the Messenger is is very much more than email. So uh, do not disregard that as well. So if that's one method for you to build an audience. Yeah, what else do you, what other way do you think, Ami, that we can build audiences? Um, well, you can never beat the classics, of course. Eh? Uh, but I think it's more on like how creative you are in asking people for their emails. Uh, I'm sorry, but I, 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 don't, I don't feel like I can add any more tools that does that. Because I mean, nowadays you have permissions and whatnot, so you cannot track these things automatically. But I noticed like good copywriters, they uh, you see the form there, you know what it's for. But the way that they add value to the form like um, um, some one of the forms I saw, uh, it's a resource resource pack. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in getting newsletters from them, but um, you know, there's a value that I know that if I give them my email, that's gonna be the exchange I get. I'm gonna get free stuff that I'm gonna use. Right, a lead magnet. Yeah, a lead magnet. Yeah, the copy is also quite cheeky. So, uh, yeah, I I send them my email, and then I got what I wanted, and then now I'm reading the. <laughs> the emails for me like once a week but like, I, d- I do want more resources from them so I, I didn't I didn't unsubscribe I am curious what they're going to talk about later on and whatnot it's just you have to be creative by these things so moving on to the next topic uh, we, we want to cover Reels so Reels is finally in Malaysia after the long long wait also Instagram music right it's something which is super old but we're only getting it now why yeah? like it's so unfair exactly I mean I'm not sure why. <laughs> they, by releasing it late, uh, Instagram allowed TikTok to become a little bit more popular in Malaysia. The new update on Reels, it really feels like what happened to Snapchat in the early days. You know, when they had this, when the first day you saw the circle popping up on the top and you're like, ha, huh, this looks familiar. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and I when I saw, I'm not sure if you got the new app update. But the new app update has Reels front and center. It has a separate feed. Uh, besides the explore feed, there's two explore feeds. One is the uh, the normal post explore feed, where it's mixed up with all the Instagram features, uh, content, and you have the normal feed. And then you have this TikTok. Uh, sorry, this TikTok like Reels feed. It's exactly like TikTok. It's you know, the vertical feed. You just swipe up, up, up. The I feel it's like a it's like a duplicate in all ways. They add and then there's Another feature that they're interesting, uh, I mean, they're introducing is called uh, Instagram Reels Remix. Oh, why is that? It's basically TikTok Do It. And you know the TikTok Do It where you can take another person's TikTok uh, and then you can make, yeah, you can record on So the same feature is also being released on Instagram. And the editing is getting much more better. There's a lot more options on the Reels as well. So I find that there is a big, big chance that uh, they have redesigned the whole application to compete with TikTok now. Yeah, and it's quite a formidable opponent. Like, I thought it was going to be another TikTok clone. 
but mm-hmm. there are some extra features. Um, the explore feed was nice, and yeah, yeah I mean. For those who are not so into that kind of format, you don't want to be messing up your feed with reels or uh, so-called TikTok like uh, short uh, funny videos like that, right? So by excluding it from the main feed, you also can just be creating viral uh, reels on its own explore feed like TikTok. And if people were to follow you for that, they can they will when you click on your profile, you land up onto your reels section in your profile. You don't they don't see your main feed. So in that way, you can individually build that feed, which I thought was brilliant. Uh, is one way I was just hoping that you know they're not going to change the whole thing, and then what everybody's going to adapt to reels. But it's a smart move to keep what's working, uh, like the carousels, the uh, into short videos and stuff. I'm not sure about IGTV though. I, I, it's a hit and miss, right? IGTV. IGTV. Uh, IGTV. I don't know like what is useful for. Yeah, they were trying to push IGTV. Now even IGTV doesn't have its own. Place, I guess it, it's there somewhere in the in the explore feed. You can click on the. Nah, promo the you, you can't even promote it. Yeah, you can't even promote it. That's another thing. Uh, so it's funny. It was their take towards long form video, but uh, I just still don't feel the value for IGTV in a platform like Instagram. Yeah, Instagram feels more of a platform that you won't spend more than thirty seconds with any piece of content. Yeah, yeah. You want us to record videos that's so long, yeah. and then you cannot make money out of the video. <laughs> yeah, see, this is the disparity that Instagram has or Facebook has towards YouTube. Where the incentive to create and become a creator on on YouTube is like anybody can create, anybody can make money kind of system. Whereas on Instagram, it's like uh, I don't know, they, it's like a closed system. I guess some people get invited into the the Facebook creator economy or something but it's there's so much disparity between the two and I think uh, that's something they need to work out before pushing IGTV again but anyway if they kill IGTV I wouldn't be surprised yeah I mean we have YouTube uh, come on uh. yeah exactly so I think they just need to embrace that their short form uh, content is what you know you're gonna get people to keep hooked on to your this thing and the reels thing makes sense more and more people will you know just keep swiping up 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 to just just engage themselves and grow themselves into such a platform. Yeah. So then, I think if Reels starts to pick up, then I think they may sideline IGTV for good, which I hope. And uh, because you have the normal IG videos already, if you really yeah. need a video format, thirty seconds or even one minute on that, I, I think you don't need more than that. Yeah. Um. I just want to take like as a moment to you know to point this out like for all app developers out there like if you're gonna copy someone. Make sure you do it better than the original because um, look how fast um, we managed to just move from Snapchat from TikTok. It's because they have these things in consideration where, uh, like, if you guys notice Instagram Reels, you don't have that logo in the corner, watermark, nothing. So if you're a TikTok user and then you wanna uh, transition to IG or you wanna test it out, you can just repost your content. And then IG is being nice enough to you know they just let all the TikTok watermark there because it's like free. You know, it's helping people use the app at the end of the day, and you know, it's easy to get their followers to come over and whatnot. I think that's a smart move. They yeah. they are not watermarking the content, so you get to post on reels first, then you can share it out to TikTok. Yeah. So it's going to become like a, by nature, you would open up reels first to record that reel, and then cross promote it to to TikTok, not the other way around. Because this one doesn't have the watermark, yeah. right? So they will probably create it here and then send it off to TikTok 
uh, that that is what I think they are planning. I hope I think that is the uh, analogy behind not having a watermark here. Yeah, but like I wouldn't worry lah if I was them because besides that, um, they also give you like better filter. You know, like Snapchat loyal Snapchat users. At the other day, they 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 also realize that um, IG punya filter is better, so they record that first and then they post on Snapchat instead of the other way around. Yeah, I'm not sure, but in in Asia, Snapchat's popularity like quickly. You know, came down uh, ever since stories was introduced on Instagram. I think this is about twenty sixteen around there. So it's been like four, five years, uh, four, five, four to five years. So in these last four to five years, it was enough to. I mean, I think it's safe to say that kills Snapchat in Asia. I mean, in Southeast Asia, not in China, of course, but in Southeast Asia where we live. So for this region, I don't think so. Snapchat has that pool anymore, but it is going to be an interesting thing to see because Snapchat was predominantly from. Uh, a Western uh, application coming down here and dominating, and then you got Instagram releasing and fighting. But this time around, you're fighting with TikTok, which is super popular in this region in Southeast Asia. So how are they? How it's going to turn out? Whether the same luck will apply? Uh, I'm curious to find out. So we'll see in the next three to four years and see how this uh, transition from TikTok to Reels is going to be. Or TikTok has to be more innovative. To come up with new features, new formats themselves, to re-innovate themselves, to stay relevant in Southeast Asia. If they do that, then you're going to have a healthy competition. If if TikTok remains what it is today, then definitely in three to four years, it's safe to say that you're going to lose out to Reels. Gula ah lawan Zuckerberg. I mean, they have the money and whatnot. Right? <laughs> you already have WhatsApp. You have this. You have that. So it's 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 mind-boggling. We're gonna talk about Facebook lepas ni, you guys. Uh, they're gonna they're bringing back this feature, and this feature might bring people back on Facebook, arguably. So if that it happens, like yeah, susah TikTok. They wanna fight with. Yeah, exactly. Let's just why not just move into that topic since you brought it up. Facebook is bringing back the old newsfeed as we know it. It is bringing back the. Is it reverse chronological order or chronological? Uh, order? Chronological order. Like when back when things were simpler. So you're going away. They had this previously. It's basically like your Twitter feed at the moment, where you know you get the latest tweet right at the top, and that's why I think I don't know about you, but people like me love Twitter because I see the latest tweets on the right at the top. You know, you want to know what's happening in the news, uh, what's happening in politics, what's happening in uh, in the health issue. You want to just keep staying updated, right? So when that's why. Uh, a tool like Twitter was so useful for me to, and still I still use it till day. It's been like what ten years, uh, more than ten years I'm on that platform, and until today they have not changed that. I mean they have the algorithmic version where you press the, I think it's called home feed or show me home feed or something like that, where then it shows you the recommended feed, but you, it's easy to switch to uh, the latest tweets. Show me latest tweets only. So most of us, I guess, is default on the latest tweets. Nobody bothers clicking on the home. Home feed, right? At least it give you a choice, huh? That's nice. Yeah, at least it give you a choice. So this choice was there, was there on Facebook a couple of years ago. I think about five years ago, it was there. I remember toggling it on and off. You know, like I'll be like, hey, what's all these old posts being on my feed? And then I'll be like clicking on it. And then suddenly over the time, you know, after the news feed got more popular, more ads, more stuff, it just went missing. It's like there's no way to like easy way to find to like switch, uh, you know, the feed. And then you got fed up and like ah, screw it. And slowly over the last three four years, I think everybody just like went to Instagram instead because Instagram was first uh, started out with a chronological based feed as well. You know that's what made 
them popular, right? They always start with chronological and then when it gets a lot of users, it gets traction, it grows that way. Then when, the, when they want to monetize, they start going into algorithms and whatnot. But I think they are learning from their mistake by overly doing the algorithm, blaming it on ads that they need to monetize that way uh, and to keep people longer on the platform. Twitter did not do that. But if I check my screen time today, I think I spend more of my time on Twitter uh, consuming content, I mean. Yeah, because you get more control to consume content that you want. Exactly, you know, so I think it's counter, how do you say, intuitive or, you know, it's it's going against whatever they believe in, like, oh, you need to create a feed that is engaging and stuff like that. Uh, they, they kind of like always show you like profiles of people you frequently see on, on or you, you click on, interact on, then they want to show more of that. Yeah, it's fine after a while, but after a while it feels like, ah, uh, like, is that, you get boring, right? You get bored and then yeah, you want to like... They took yeah, why keep showing me the same people again and again and again? Yeah, like we used to come into, we used to log in with purpose. Okay. I want to see this, but now you log in, you don't know what you're gonna look at. You just like they just gonna show me something and then I'll exactly. And it it sometimes I see stuff like it's like five days old or like you know a week old, and I'm like, why? Why am I getting all this information? You feel outdated. You don't feel updated, but on like Twitter, you feel updated. You're like, oh, you know what's happening in current affairs or you know, your friend is talking about that. Somebody's talking about it. It's like, oh, what's this? You know, like the Swiss Swiss Canal thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was something that I d- discovered on Twitter, actually. I did not even read the news. And it was, yeah, yeah. Somebody posted on it. I was like, wait, what's this? And I digged on it and then it became like a trending hashtag or something. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's how I, I news about it. But on Facebook, I mean, there's no chance for me to, to learn about it. Nobody's going to post about it in the first place. Uh, so coming back now, I think this is good for Facebook. Yes. Um, if you want to gain back your younger demographic. Uh. <laughs> exactly. So they are, they, I think it's smart to do it right now. So if you bring back the algorithm, I mean, you, you cut the algorithm and you bring back the chronological post, you're going to get your younger generations coming back in to post their photos again. The reason why Instagram you know, got popular because everybody could start posting what they want. And everybody could see the engagement was there. Oh, my friends immediately see me, you know. And if you want Facebook to become back what it was, they really need to up their game. So that's it, guys, for today's episode. And thank you for joining us on episode 10 of the Herbert Podcast. This is me, Saravanan, and I'm your Norman signing off. And we wish you a good weekend. Bye, guys.